Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 88 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends, passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even occasional comic, we got the show for you. Yeah, you came to the right spot. Yeah, like, good news. (laughs) Have you heard the word? (laughs) Have you heard the good news? Extra, extra, read all about it. That's right. Uh, This week, we are talking about the Five Nights at Freddy's (laughs) film experience. (laughs) Um, we got lucky and got a matinee yeah. at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. It's pretty quiet, pretty small crowd, because I was pretty worried. Mm-hmm. Though, to be fair, we got out of the car, and the car next to us had, like, Pokemon plushies hanging in the mirror and a Superman headrest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, like a bunch of bump, like uh, anime bumper stickers on the car and yeah, stuff and like that. Yeah, a lot of trash in the back seat, and I was like, oh, no. They're here to see FNAF. Yeah, I don't think they're here to see <laughs> Killer of the Flower Moon. Killer of the Flower Moon. They aren't here for Taylor Swift. They ain't here for T Swift. They're well, only here for one thing. One thing only. And one thing only. And that's the goddamn uh, animatronics. You know what I'm after? The one thing, the one thing I'm only after? Like fucking McRib. I was going to say the McRib. This is, uh, I've gone three times now. Dude, well, it's not out yet, my man. It comes out, well, they think the 13th is what, like, <laughs> what the internet, like, the, the sleuths. The McRib fanatics are saying the 13th. So you give it a week. Oh, we might get to record with McRibs in hand. We'll do that. Yeah, just like get order like six, get three apiece. Oh my God, three fucking McRibs. I I could crush that. I crushed a McRib in two bites. Granted, it didn't go down easy. I had to hit the I had to hit the Diet Coke because it was getting heavy. But <laughs> class it up with a DC. With a DC, yeah, got to counterbalance the McRib. Well, you know, you know? <laughs> yeah, settle down. You know, that's what I told him. I want a large fry with my McRib. Give me a Diet Coke to drink. I'm watching the waistline. <laughs> watching the waistline. <laughs> you know what? Make it two uh, McRibs. I think you guys are shrinking them down. Shrinkflation's <laughs> real. Make it smaller, charge me more. Yeah. You know what? Let's just call an audible. Call it an even five. Get five McRibs, no, <laughs> no fries. Final off. Yeah. Cut the fries. I don't need the fries. Too greasy. Yeah, they just slow me down. <laughs> they just slow me down. <laughs> they're just it's cones. A fucking race. They're just cones in the road, dude. I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> slow me down. Uh... No. Uh, we, yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, we did. We went and saw FNAF. What? Eat five McRibs each? No, no, oh, no. Of oh. course not. That's crazy. But if we could, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like McDonald's will see us coming from a mile away. <laughs> like, oh fuck! Walk up the cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> They're hollering into the back. <laughs> oh God! Get the McRibs ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Someone get, get the prime rib from the back. <laughs> We're gonna need more pickles. <laughs> We're just. We just look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man coming. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Somebody said the McRib was back. I heard a rumor. <laughs> we just said like that. I, we just turned into Kingpin from the Daredevil series. When I was a boy. You know? <laughs> it made me think of uh, <laughs> more sugar water. Yeah, well, same actor. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it, it is. Vincent D'Onofrio. More sugar. More sugar. That's back when he had hair. Yep. Well, I mean, he's always had hair. He just doesn't have hair when he plays Kingpin. I don't know. That's fact. No, that's a fact. You sure? I'm positive. Uh-huh. Anyways, you're just envious. If you're positive, you're positive, you know? 
Yep, I'm positive. So, uh, I like that you're still drawing. For, now you're working on your goddamn uh, signature. Yeah. You're working on my my script. No, so before we talk about the old Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to struggle to not Pavlovian just break into that. <laughs> uh, we do have some news about the day before. We got some updates. Uh, we got some news about Blade. Uh, the reception, we'll say, the reception of Silent Hill Ascension, the streaming, uh, the live stream series. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we forgot to watch that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Sure shit. They also didn't do much uh, promotion on it. We got just a tiny little... See, I don't think I saw anything for it. Mm-hmm. I follow, like, IGN yeah. and a bunch of shit for uh, We got just a tiny word about uh, The Last of Us multiplayer game. Um, oh. We got a little bit of update on The Bear. Uh, the bear Jew. <laughs> now they're not making a spinoff for him. I wish they did. He's yeah. in something coming up, though. I saw, he's in the movie Thanksgiving. He's it's, the director of that movie. Oh, is he really? I yeah, it's know. Eli Roth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see The Green Inferno? Mm-mm. That's a really bad movie, but he redirected that. He's a like gore and slasher kind of guy. Um, he did the um, Hostel movies, I think, but um, in the early 2000s. Uh, well, yeah, so we got trailers for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Echo, uh, a couple trailers that were a little bit older. We missed them. Um, Godzilla Minus One, which is the Toho uh, Godzilla film unrelated to the um, like Monsterverse movies. Yeah. And then uh, something Monarch. related to the Monsterverse movies, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Got a full length official trailer a couple weeks ago. That's one that we missed. So... I can start wherever you want. Start from the top. From the top, make it drop. That's some... Uh, let's see. Uh, so the day before. Some I, well-educated people. Yes. Educated? Starts with an A, doesn't it? Yeah. Some well-athleticized... Some well-athletic... Well-acclimated pussy. No. Uh, no? People. <laughs> people. Yeah. They've been well-acclimated to high-altitude. Uh, high, uh, yeah. Mile High Club. Yeah. Oh, shit. We're back around to pussy. So, the day before, <laughs> we, we always come back around. <laughs> that's, that's what do you my mean? secret, Cap. Look at all your failures. Where, Where does that bring me? you? Back to me. Uh, so, yeah. Listen in here. Sorry. Listen here, boy. The highly anticipated uh, and controversial post apocalyptic open world MMO, this is IGN, uh, the day before has been delayed again to December 7th of 2023. Well, and it is only launching in early access at that point with no word on a console release date when uh, they've been pretty much since the beginning being like, yeah, it's going to come out on PlayStation 4. At first, I think they said PS4. Uh-huh. And then we're like, oh, we got to do the PS5 now. So, Fantastic shared a big update um, <clears throat> alongside a three-minute trailer, which we did watch. Mm. Um, the delay to December 7th is the day before his third delay and comes with the first mention of early access launching um, and that it won't be on consoles at the same time. And this comes after the last delay where they promised no more delays. Uh, so, not cool there. Uh, the quote here said, from Fantastic says, it will be early access on Steam since this is our first huge game and there may be unforeseen circumstances. 
The full version release will happen when we are certain this is the best version of the game possible, and we believe that player feedback it's and involvement Daisy. will greatly contribute to achieving this goal. I think it'll end up being a Daisy. It's a Daisy, which sucks. Where it's just never done. Yeah, because Daisy just needed to be finished. Yeah. Like, it's it's a good game. Yeah, it's got promise. It has potential, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's, it's a game. It's one that, I don't even know if we mentioned it on the episode that we did, but it's one that it mods yeah. make it a better game. Um, the developer also confirmed that it won its trademark dispute over the day before uh, naming and said the Steam page has already been restored by Valve and it will soon be opened, or sorry, will be opened very soon. Um, yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, they had yeah. to take down the Steam page because allegedly they were under some sort of trademark dispute. They say, we dedicate this victory to all our future players. It's all for them. For five years, we've been doing our best to give people this dream game. We also want to thank our volunteers for their constant support and faith in us. Now, remember the vol- do you remember that story about their volunteers being paid in like, like currency? But mm-hmm. like, <laughs> uh, they're basically unpaid. Oh my God, you all right, my man? Yeah, I'm good. Steady hands there. <laughs> they're getting paid Monopoly money. Yeah, basically. Now, here's the thing. Um, they, they did confirm to IGN that only those volunteers will be able to access the day before his long-awaited beta. So there's an open beta. Um, What's the fucking point of having it then? Right, yeah. Um, general players won't be able to access the beta after all. However, only the volunteers per Fantastic's website. External volunteering is an opportunity for those who are willing to offer their skills and uh, talents to improve the Fantastic community. External volunteering includes various activities from translation to community moderation. So uh, the day before, they won't be taking pre-order for the day before, but did confirm its Steam early access price tag will be $39 and the full version price will be $49. Its PC minimum requirements were also confirmed. I'm not going to get into that because it's, yeah, that's yeah, nerd talk. Yeah, uh, the new trailer did show off some cool, no nerd. some cool stuff. I thought, um, but I, again, I think we have to just take everything they show us with, with such a grain of salt, the biggest grain of salt you can find. Like when we saw it, the big thing that I was talking about was it does look like a big map, and it looks like a dense map, as in the sense of like there's a lot of buildings. Yeah, but I fear that those buildings are nothing. And I think it may run into a Starfield them. issue of there's a lot of stuff to go see. But there's not much there once you get there. Yeah. Like when they talk about being able to explore a full planet, but what's the point? What's fucking there? Yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to show you or read off to you. Let me find the other article here. Um, <laughs> while we're sticking with Daisy, or Daisy the day before, uh, there is another <laughs> coincidence, we'll say, uh, where uh, during this trailer, it was very much like a you know, British-ish female electronic-sounding voice. I thought it was AI, to be completely talking, honest, because sure I know that was. the people here aren't fluent in English. So. Right, talking about, you know, that you know, this is the fucking biggest open-world MMO ever, you know. It, it, like, it felt very, when they showed off GTA Online for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the YouTube user randomly uploaded a video comparing the official gameplay overview and the release date trailer, which was the one that we just got, mm-hmm. um, with the official gameplay trailers for the aforementioned open world games. So uh, it's drawing comparisons to uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Grand Theft Auto V, and Red Dead, Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2's trailers. Um, not the visuals, but which was you know, what the last trailer had was, I mean, there was frame for frame. Oh, that's a Call of Duty trailer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a Last of Us trailer. Oh, that's a, you know. So now it's 
word for word stuff. For example, the day before trailer uses the phrase, welcome to the next generation of post-apocalyptic MMO open world survival games like never before. Immerse yourself in a day before. And then when the Cyberpunk 2077's official gameplay trailer came out in November of 2020, it uses the phrase, welcome to the next generation of open world adventure. Immerse yourself in Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Red Redemption 2's gameplay video uh, published in 2018 uses the phrase, to make combat deep and engaging at all times, each weapon has unique characteristics with realistic reload and recoil. Mm. Day Before's trailer uses, to ensure that combat remains deep and engaging at all times, each weapon boasts unique characteristics as well as realistic reload and recoil mechanics. Uh, apparently, so again, this is coming from IGN. Uh, IGN reached out to Fantastic as well as uh, Rockstar, who made uh, GTA and Red Dead, uh, and uh, CD Projekt Red. They all declined to comment. Um, and, you know, like we said, this isn't the first time that they've been in this kind of uh, accusation world and where like it, it's pretty clear to see, you know, it's just so bizarre. Like <laughs> it just makes me sad. Why do you keep doing this? It and just, it, and it just raises like, like it almost feels like to a point where just scrap it. It feels like a joke. Like, cause no matter how hard you work on this now, it'll never ever live up to the potential that it had. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's going to be so many assumptions about it where I think you've already, chopped your knees off of like knees man you fucking chopped your waist <laughs> chopped yourself with the gut yeah man you know guts no glory yeah no guts no nuts no coconuts mm -mm. but uh yeah i just think it's a case of like i will probably play it probably i'll probably wait till it goes on sale i ain't gonna lie no 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 i think we get it at early access this has been like since the, like the first episode of this podcast we've been excited for the day before <laughs> well you have were and now we've got it, so well, almost within a within the month we'll have it, potentially, unless they delay it again. It's already November. We're almost halfway through November. Not really. It's, it's we're not even through the first week. It's November sixth. I mean, what the halfway point would be the fifteenth. All right, so we're like a quarter of the way through. We're almost halfway there. Uh, oh, I'm 26, which means I'm halfway to to 80. <laughs> By your logic. Uh, what do you want to talk about now? You want to talk about trailers? You want to talk about Blade? Or do you want to talk about Silent Hill? Trailers. Trailers. All right. Yeah, those are the most fresh in my mind, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm getting real fresh. Actually, while we're talking about, I'm going to try and hit some of the small stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Break mm -hmm, them up mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Last of Us multiplayer game is still being worked on at Naughty Dog, according to the game director. So uh, let's see here. If you remember a while back, we talked about um, that it sounds like it might be getting fridged for a little while. Yeah. Uh, where they're sending all their quality con their quality control um, temps and stuff home um, and canceling their contracts and stuff. Apparently, the game director um, posted on Twitter about Super Mario Brothers uh, saying, like, he was, he was answering some questions or something to that effect, but he basically says, uh, so this tweet can live on in peace. Yes, I'm still working on that game. Uh, he, though he didn't refer to The Last of Us multiplayer directly, the inference was clear because right. he's known for doing that. And he was commenting on something else and didn't want everybody to jump on him in the comments. So he just said, yes, I am still working on that game. That's the, I mean, there hasn't been any official word from Naughty Dog or Sony. I don't think we're going to see it probably five years. I think, I think they probably want to go back to the drawing board on it potentially. 
It's going to be a while before we see anything for that. And then Bungie's got themselves in real heavy water because of um, laying off a bunch of people from their teams because apparently Destiny 2's latest expansion didn't do well. But apparently, like, a lot of the gamers that play Destiny 2 were really disappointed in the expansion and were like, well, this isn't anything that we asked for. This is, like, against what we were looking for. Right. We literally told you what we were after. Just do that and we'll My thing we'll is, like... It. <laughs> And I don't know, maybe I just don't understand it from like a fiscal standpoint or like mm-hmm. a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's pretty fucking easy to like make expansions. Like the the, the logic behind it of sure. like, I feel like everyone's very vocal about it. Like what they Especially want. Especially when it's an active game like Destiny. Yeah. You know, yeah. any of your games as a service has a dedicated crowd that'll tell you, eh, this isn't working, that is working. I like this, but I wish we had something more like this or whatever. Right. You've got an audience member, you know, an audience that's, Pretty engaging. Yeah. And Destiny 2's been around for a while, so it's got a really solid base. And I feel like right now, just in general, like video game, mm-hmm. playing video games is such a mainstream thing to do now. Yeah, it's the largest medium that, as like, far as money goes. It makes more money than movies or Right, music. so it's like, you know, I don't know. I just feel I, I'm under, I'm not understanding the lack of understanding yeah. when it's like people say like, this is what they want, and they're like, they yeah. don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's like, well, when your fucking expansion drops and you lose a shit ton of money, don't be fucking scratching your heads going, what the fuck happened? happened? Yeah, so I bring it up because Bungie is who apparently was brought in by Sony to look at The Last of Us and say whether it was, you know, how is it coming along? You know, we we haven't done this before, so what do you think, right? And so now it's like, well, do you even trust Bungie's call? Granted, they've made a very successful, uh, you know, games as a service game sure. with a, just a recent misstep. So I don't know that it's fair to discount any of their knowledge or advice. I'm not saying discredit it, but... But it is just a strange thing. Yeah, and they did have the fucking balls to basically go, I mean, yeah, you guys just didn't play it, so we had to fire people. And the fucking Destiny crew, or you know, the Destiny fan base, was pretty quick to basically be like, hey, fuck you, Bungie. Yeah. Just make good shit. And, and we won't have any problems. And treat your people right, yeah. you know. And uh, you think that'd be basic knowledge? Yeah, it's fucking the four, you know, the <laughs> 101, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so who knows, man? Uh, it is apparently still being worked on in some fashion. Uh, I guess it's just the scale that's in question. Yeah. Um, FX officially orders the third season of The Bear, which was good news to me because I've been looking like, all right, where's the. Because mm-hmm. like, that one's a sleeper hit for them of like, I don't think it cost them much to make. And I feel like it didn't really have much, like, not a lot of people were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was talking about it. it you know what I mean? And like, I had the really nice fortune of when I finally got around to, man, I heard a lot about this. There's already two seasons where they banged out two right. seasons pretty quick. Uh, and so I got to just sink my teeth into it. Uh, but now I'm in that spot of like, but I need more. Um, and I mean, it's very well reviewed. Yeah. Um, it gets like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I mean, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has been in some hogwash, hosh, some hot water lately because of the way it's doing its. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? What? Morgan. Do you hear that music? I do. It's Morgan. I don't think it's coming through on the mic, though. Not clearly enough. We've got the suppression on it. But... Suppress this. <laughs> you just fucking rip ass. Just fart aggressively. Oh, no. Yeah, for people that don't know, Morgan just always, she basically retreats upstairs when we record and just blasts K-pop because she's into K-pop real hard. Uh, and so, yeah, she's up there listening to K-pop and it's making its way down the stairs mm-hmm. through closed doors. 
and a ceiling. But you know, do you boo boo? Yeah. Um, but no, so I'm jacked for the for the bear because uh, it's good shit. Very easy to binge, and like has really it does the thing that I think I think we're in a good like good time for comedy where like you can yeah. you can make a we talked about it with like everything ever all at once and things like that where you can use comedy to also have some drama to it mm-hmm. and some levity at times and you know it kind of is able to swing back and forth and not just be a straight down the line comedy or a drama right. um it can just have some some body to it a bit of this bit of that mm-hmm. um but yeah so as mo- i mostly put that news in for me because i was like yo that's exciting to me uh but i'm sure there's somebody else out there that's like yes the bear. the bear. Also, I didn't realize that it hadn't been greenlit for a season three. That's really surprising that it took this long for them to be like, yeah, give us season three. Um, and I will talk about, uh, we'll do, uh, uh huh, Silent Hill Ascension. Okay. And then we'll do Blade, and that'll lead us right into trailers. Mm-hmm. Figure we'll end on a boom. Remember last week or the week before when we talked about the microtransactions not being anything to worry about? Yeah. Yeah, they were wrong. It was something to worry about. Apparently, you earn a currency of some kind to cast your votes on decisions in the moment because it's a choose-your-own-adventure live stream. And you can buy those currencies. So basically, somebody could pay to make the game do whatever they want. See, that's fucking dumb. As opposed to, and there's like in-game puzzles, and there's like some in-game cosmetics. I don't know exactly how it all works, um, and exclusive emotes and shit like that. But uh, a lot of fans took to Twitter and Reddit and all that to basically like, hey, this guy, this is pretty shit. So like this person says, I think the worst thing about Silent Hill Ascension is the currency. The whole point of this web series is to vote on what happens, but voting is done via this digital currency. So why vote at all if the wealthiest get to decide? Um, the end. This person says, "You can pay to win on this web series. Absolute disgrace. Uh, the suffering for Silent Hill fans continues. Silent Hill Ascension, an interactive movie with microtransactions and a season pass. As a Silent Hill fan, I have almost zero hope for the Silent Hill Two remake if this is the way Konami's going to treat it. Uh, what an absolute mess of an app the Silent Hill Ascension is. I thought EA was the master of microtransactions. It appears the wealthiest of users get to choose the outcomes, whilst the poor people like me just get to sit back and watch. Woo. What a crock of bum butter. <laughs> uh, Silent Hill, if you're going to beg for money by putting microtransactions in Ascension, just port the actual fucking games. So, yeah, people aren't happy. Um, and I feel like we kind of... Like, we, we try and err on the side of caution, mm-hmm. but we also try and give the benefit of the doubt. Um where, like, I was telling you, I feel like watching that trailer for the day before, there's a lot of opportunity for microtransactions, mm-hmm. but they haven't brought them up, so I'm not going to assume it, but if they're in there, I'm not going to be gonna shocked. Be heavy. Yeah. yeah, and I think it'll be, you know, because they talk about, like, being able to buy ranches and going on these missions to earn money and spend that money and all that, and when they talk about an in-game currency, you know there's going to be a way to buy it. Yeah. And like we talked about, I just it comes down to how balanced it is of like, am I able to still have fun in a reasonable amount of time without spending extra money on a game I already paid for? It's like Monopoly Go. Yeah. Yeah, it's just they've microtransactioned the up fuck out, of out of that game. I haven't given them a dime. I have. Have you? And nah, 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 not me. I gave them the, the crisp $4.99 plus the, you know, 
plus 250% of rewards on your first purchase. Yeah. I was like, all right, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that 3,000 right. die dice. Needed to whip the whistle. But so, yeah, basically it strikes again. And I'm really not... Like, Silent Hill is one of my favorite games. For it to tank like that. <sighs> and, like, they haven't... They're, How do you they feel? Haven't, they haven't treated Silent Hill right. I mean, you figure Konami canned the Silent Hills, which was supposed to be the game that Hideo Kojima, Guillermo del Toro, fucking uh, Daryl Dixon, what the fuck's his name? Norman Reedus. That was the game they were working on. They put out that fucking killer trailer, the PT, mm. just fucking dropped that shit. And didn't even nothing. Didn't even know it was Silent Hills until you got to the end. If you beat it, you got the fucking trailer for Silent Hills, and everybody was like, yo, my God. And then they were like, actually, we're going to just make Plinko machines. <laughs> and they just stopped making video video games for a long time. And now they're like, guess what, motherfuckers? We're back. No, 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 we're no, making no, no, Silent no, no. Hill. And everybody was like, yes. And then the first thing that comes out out of their revival is this. It just gives me a lot of fucking anxiety for the... Not like not like I'm keeping up at night, you know? <laughs> I'm not like, oh, God. But it just as a fan, I'm like, well... I just, I just imagine it's 3 a.m. You hear the clock. You're like, and you're just staring at the ceiling. But no, I just, I'm very excited for the Silent Hill 2 remake. Because Silent Hill 2 is one of the best survival horror games. And so I just don't... I don't want it to be bad. But they're not putting a lot of faith in me. I just feel like a lot of video games, a lot of new ones coming out. Yeah, just been. I was thinking about that the other day. I haven't thought about uh, Spider Man, Starfield. No. I haven't touched it. Mm-mm. Like I played it a, like for a few days the week it came out, and then that's been it. I haven't touched it. Mine is it glitches anytime. Well, it doesn't glitch, but it'll f- slow down and freeze up. Every time I walk anywhere near an NPC, mm-hmm. you know, it just like fucking tanks my computer for whatever reason. And like just loading screens on top of that, I just feel like I'm constantly buffering. The, the loading place. screens is what got to me. Because like, like everybody's talking about game of the year this year. Uh, I think it's going to be coming down to um, like a lot of people have been saying uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, and then like... Maybe like a Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2. That's kind of where everybody's... Those are going to be like... That's going to be the stray. Yeah, those are going to be the ones where you're like, oh, that's... Yeah, they, they just going to be, be in that. Gate. I think so, too. No, it's going to be Borders Gate. Just as far as... Especially when you have the games to compare it to this year of like... Where you're it's like, fuck, we got spoiled this year with like Baldur's Gate 3. You're like, fuck, that's a game. That's what a game's supposed to be. And then you got Starfield where you're like, this just isn't what I was hoping for. Mm-mm. Baldur's Gate 3 had the bonus of... I think no expectations for the largest number of its audience where most people that went in to play it hadn't been like anticipating it. Right. And then it came out and they were like, Oh shit. Oh, fu- oh, oh huh? fuck. And then they got into it and we're like, Oh my God, first of all, there's a lot of shit in this that I want to do that. I just can. And like the map is very, like I just explore whole maps yeah. and don't run into load screens the combat's really nice, you know. It's got the good turn-based combat, and it's like, yeah, this actually feels good. It's fun. Uh, and finished, I think, was the thing that a lot of people kept coming up with was this just feels like it's done. Yeah. Like, there's not much tweaking. It doesn't that I, need anything else. Yeah, if they update it, that's bread and butter, you know. Um, and they have been updating it, which is really cool. But um, I feel like that's something that a lot of video games do nowadays. Yeah, it's continue just, to work on it. Well, yeah, but, like, I, I'm trying to think, like, 
as a kid, I don't remember playing like the first Red Dead Redemption, right, and being like, "Oh fuck, new update came out." Well, that's because they didn't. At that point, the disc was still the primary method. It just of. wasn't a thing, and I don't. I feel like just since then, like that's not a thing, and they're kind of using it as an excuse to, to push just, patches and stuff. Yeah, is that they go? Well, we can. I it's mean, an how, option. So how you use often it. do you get the day one patch? You know what I mean? That's like a pretty common occurrence. Yep. Is you get the day one patch as soon as you put the thing in, it's got an update, and it's because they worked on something after they pressed the CD. You know, mm-hmm. they went here's it went gold. This is the final product, but we're going to continue to work on it. Yep. <laughs> and then as soon as you put the disc in, they go here. Here's what we fixed. Um, yeah, and I think there's some good and bad because it also has opened the door for a lot of indie developers to make games. Uh, like I think of Steam doing early access has really changed the way PC games get made of like you can put a game out under the pretense that it's not done but I think it's got promise and I think you guys would like it pay less for it I'll keep talking to you um you know I'll pay less for it and then hopefully because I've paid less for it uh you know that gives you guys enough money in your pocket to then finish the thing right uh, and that seems to be working for a lot of people now some people do take advantage of it but I don't know. What are we talking about, man? This is like fucking onions. Hmm? What else you got? <laughs> uh, Monarch. Next. Hold on. If I can relax, man. I run the news. This is my... Yes, Whoa. Who's Whoa. the co-host, you son of a bitch? No. I'm drunk with power. My fucking eyes roll back. Power! Power! Uh, Blade is being made for less than $100 million. I like that that's a... Uh, no, that, I think that's... I like that. It's trash tank it, dude. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. No, I like this because it it makes me feel like they're going to be able to do different things with it because there's not as much money tied up in it. Or, playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. do you think it's because it's been so fucking long since they've had a director? And uh, well, they're just I mean, like, they've already got a director. Right, but I remember there's that huge halt for that little bit that you were telling me about. Well, they had to put it back a year because they scrapped and rewrote and all that. They restarted the whole thing. But I, I'm sure there is a piece of that where they're like, we're going to give it less money. But I think that the less money will help because I think a lot of the problems that Marvel runs into, like look at their TV stuff, is we're going to give this thing a $200 million budget and now we're so scared to lose our $200 million that we're not going to take any risks or do anything different. We're going to do what works. Now that they're cutting that budget in half, maybe they're going to be a little less hovery over it. You know what I mean? Willing to do different things with it. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think they've kind of gotten enough bops on the nose like they they're right in that sweet spot where like they're not losing but they've taken some L's you know what I mean where they're like okay we gotta we gotta get this thing back on track right um like for example the Echo series is gonna be the first series that's part of their like they're calling the banner like Marvel Spotlight where it's gonna be um essentially like unnecessarily or it's not going to be connected there's no burden of knowledge going into these projects where you can watch the echo series without have having seen Hawkeye or daredevil. You can just watch echo and be okay. Um, you'll be, you'll have probably benefit from having seen those things. Cause you'll have some back, you know, some, you know, uh, ingrained knowledge, but they're wanting to do more projects under the spotlight banner where it's just a one-off or, you know, here's just something in the wheelhouse of Marvel that you don't have that burden of, I haven't watched 27 movies right. and 12 TV shows and all that. Um, Cause I think it's getting bloated 
to a point it's just of that's how it's feeling. Yeah, and I like the idea of a spotlight, like they're talking of just, oh, you know what? That looks good. Do I have to have watched Hawkeye? No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I'll just sit down and watch this. Um, and they're also with Echo dropping it all at once. They're dropping Ooh. the whole series on January 10th uh, on both Hulu and Disney Plus, um, which I'm thinking might be a way for them to signify that spotlight thing is that you don't have to watch it on Disney. You can watch it on Hulu right. because it's not connected to that. I mean, it is. It takes place in that world, but there's no burden of having it connected. Um, now that we're talking about it, <laughs> what'd you think of the trailer for it? It looked good. No? It looked good. It's cool to see Kingpin again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he showed up at the end of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. He was at the... Well, I guess that's a Netflix version of Daredevil. Yeah. But no, it looked cool. It was cool to see him kind of tweaking out on that guy, beating the yeah, shit beating out of him. the shit out of him for being mean to Maya. That guy was being real mean to Maya. Mm-hmm. Like, mocking her... Uh, Disability. Sign language and shit. Mm-hmm. And, man, Kingpin, he didn't stand for that shit. <laughs> he was like, me personally? <laughs> I can't take that. I'm going to take that shit. So mm-hmm. he just went and beat the man's ass in an alley. Bad. Like... Maya caught him was like, oh, thanks, G. Yeah, preach. And they were cool when Maya said, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Yep. Yeah, spoiler for Hawkeye. Yeah. I mean, it's a multi-year-old series. Yeah, I didn't even finish it. Uh Uh-uh. She shot him in the face. But, uh... I think I literally watched the first episode and was like, hmm. It's pretty good. They didn't drag me in. Well, you've also got some background on it. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. Um... Morgan and I enjoyed her, so that's some pretty interesting action. Yeah. Uh, especially there's a pretty good scene or sequence where Hawkeye and Kate Bishop are driving like it's a getaway. And I think his gear maybe like they got taken or lost or they don't have all of their stuff with them. And so all that's left is basically like seven of his trick arrows. And he's hard of hearing mm-hmm. because of all of his, you know, explosions and shit like that. Like they show specifically... Like fucking Avengers campus getting bombed by Thanos, you know? Nope. And he's like, yeah, so he's got a hearing aid and his hearing aid's been busted. So he's just deaf, basically, driving. And Kate's in the back with his trick arrows and keeps like showing him an arrow. And he's like, no, not that one. No, not that one. That one, yeah. And she's firing him, not knowing what each one does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's pretty interesting, like, they just that's the thing that makes Hawkeye interesting is his trick arrows. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. And like at one point, he uh, has a fucking. She's got a training arrow, and so he's like, yeah, fire that up, you know? So she, like, fires it in an arc on a bridge, and he's got a Pimtech arrow, mm-hmm. and he hits her arrow with it, and so that arrow just blows up into a massive, like, tower-sized arrow and just drops on the bridge and blows up the trucks that's chasing him and shit. There's some pretty interesting shit in there. Pretty sweat. Yeah. But um, you get to see more Yelena Baccarin. Yeah. I love me some Florence Pugh. But, uh, who don't? Who, who don't? Liars, yeah. commies, fascists. Basically, if you're on either end of the spectrum and not right in the middle, ain't seen it. You just don't know what you're about. <laughs> just trying to say I'm trying to be part of the communist manifesto. <laughs> Easy, <laughs> radicalize me, please. Um, Echo uh, is uh, looking pretty cool. Um, she, I, I don't know what the plot is. This was a teaser trailer. Um, she only got one leg. Yep. Yeah, the actress actually is an amputee, mm-hmm. um, which I thought that was pretty neat. That like a lot of when I remember when the Hawkeye series came out, people thought, "Oh, Echo must be an amputee." I was like, "No, the uh, the actress is, and is doing all of her stunts and stuff, uh, you know, and her fight choreography and things like that." 
and she's pretty good at it. Like, especially there was the shot in this, uh, where they kind of were playing with, not playing with, but like playing into the fact that she is deaf mm-hmm. and just cut out all sound. And it's just her wailing on that Wall one dude. Them. I mean, beating his fucking face red. And you and I both were like, God damn. And she like hits, she kicks the chair into that one dude's legs and drops him. Yeah, we see a lot of blood and gunshots and uh-huh. people getting shot yeah. in the face. Bullet holes, you know, going into a necks. Uh, we did get a quick little glimpse of old daredevil. Old daring boy. And it looks like he was maybe fighting Maya in the, the shot that we saw. But uh, yeah, I think it looks pretty actiony. How, how does that work? What do you mean? Because Maya is deaf. Mm-hmm. And daredevil's blind. <clears throat> Can she speak? Because in the trailer that I saw, she's using sign. Um, I don't think she speaks in the in the Hawkeye series. I don't I don't remember, but I don't think so. I I know that a lot of times if somebody's um, deaf from birth, a lot of times they'll opt out. They'll opt to just use sign uh, as their predominant form of. No, I know. I know that this is a superhero movie, right? And they're gonna find a way around, especially with Daredevil. But what a unique predicament to have a, a to blind... be yeah to. Have, be blind fighting someone who is deaf yeah, or to well, be I mean, deaf and to fight someone who's blind where yeah. it's like you both are at a real disadvantage of each other but then you've got the but then you have the, the advantage that benefits of, you yeah what is it from like Saul or the guy who's got his mouth sewn shut and then the other guy's got his eyes sewn yeah, shut right. yeah. and the guy who's got his eyes sewn shut is some big yeah. bolt, beefy dude and just a little scrawny dude who's got his mouth sewn shut and he ends up winning because yeah. he's got the advantage on him yeah um yeah, so I mean, I'm figure, calling it now. Echo's gonna win. Oh, I'm sure she will. It's her show. Yeah, or it'll end up in a draw. You know, do a Kong Godzilla versus Kong style. You know, what is it uh, like Punisher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, there in the comics, she is a an enemy slash love interest slash vigilante of his, where they kind of like swirl in and out of each other's circles. You know, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. I'm swimming all right. Um, but yeah, and I think that's why she kind of shows up in his comic is because it's like, all right, so Daredevil's got his thing where he's blind. What if someone was deaf? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, she's pretty cool. Um, and the thing that I was I thought was odd is in the comics, she's kind of got um, a Taskmaster light kind of thing going where she can mimic mm-hmm. abilities that she sees, you know, mimic moves and yeah. things like that, which is what makes her a good fighter mm-hmm. is she picks it up really quick. Yeah. And they kind of hinted at it in... Um, the Hawkeye series, we get some flashbacks to her as a little girl learning martial arts mm-hmm. that you see her like watching the person fighting and you see her like kind of mimicking him. And it's that, you know, the monkey see monkey do thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the director of the Echo series kind of was like, yeah, we just didn't think I thought that was kind of lame. So we're just not doing that. And that's I'm cool. Like, but I'm like, that's kind of her thing. So like now you're not giving her any ability. You're just going and eh, she's just a person that fights well. I mean, yeah, but like that's that's what Daredevil is. He's just a dude well, that can fight well. Because in the comics, he the the chemical that blinded him also enhanced his senses. He's got enhanced senses. That's his power. Yeah, it could be a sense of something like that too. Yeah, um, she got fucking sharp vision, dude. She's the opposite of Daredevil. How Daredevil can hear heartbeats, she mm-hmm. can see it. <laughs> she can see your heart fucking thumping out of your chest. Yeah, maybe she I don't can know. see through skin. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting that, like, the power the con- the character has. He was like, yeah, I don't think that we we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, all right, we'll see. But I want to talk about that Godzilla Minus One trailer. It was good. That was unexpectedly good. It was real good. Like, I was like, yo, wait a minute. We saw what the teaser for it, like, a couple months ago. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I mean, the teaser was pretty brief. Yeah, it was like a minute trailer, you know. And uh, but this was like, here's Godzilla, motherfuckers. And you got like, it looks it, like it's World War Two era Japan, maybe, <clears throat> which is where which I mean, we talked Godzilla about last from. time where this is kind of playing as a metaphor. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what Godzilla mm-hmm. is. Um, that's how he started. But there's some pretty badass shots in that. There's like scenes in that. Fucking shit up, dude. When uh, when that fucking like dinghy is driving away from him on the ocean, you know, out on the water, yeah. like dropping mines into the water to blow him up. And they're like yelling to turn right and all that, you know, <laughs> trying to like weave out of his yeah, line. Yeah, get out of his and line. And at the one point when he's like ramming into the battleship and the battleship's just firing its cannons into his chest. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. It does look pretty over the top in a good way. Yeah. We're like, it looks like, quality as well as yeah, everything. That's what I was going to say is like the CGI in it looks really well done. Yeah. Um, we're like, they, they threw a budget of this thing. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know the last time Toho has done a Godzilla movie. I don't know if Toho has done a Godzilla there was the one where he was like all magnified in like 2017, maybe. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the one where like he dehinges his jaw as he's like getting ready to shoot the laser out of his mouth? Potentially. Let's see. I'm looking up Toho Godzilla. And he's like charging up in the sky. It makes sense. <laughs> When I look up Godzilla Toho, they're like, Godzilla minus one? I'm like, yes, I know. That's the most recent Toho. But what's the... Because it was a big deal that Toho allowed um, the 2014 Godzilla to even happen. Really? Because the last time they allowed the Americans to make a Godzilla film was the 1999 Godzilla with fucking Matthew Broderick. And that was not good. Mm -mm. They called that Godzilla... um, Gino, I think, was how they called him. Was like how they, and it was because it was Godzilla in name only. And they're like, this is not Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And then it makes the same Godzilla is that you call it that. I mean, what a cool like way to come back though and smack every Godzilla movie in the mouth and be like, this is how you make a fucking this Godzilla. Is Godzilla. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I'm trying to look on the list here. Um, talk about some of the stuff you saw in the trailer while I pull up his uh, the, the list. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I really liked. Uh, Okay, it doesn't look it. like there's a big story plot between, like, people. I, I mean, I felt like there was some. I, I feel more so that, at least from the trailers, is it does look like it's focusing a bit more on Godzilla. And I see a bunch of different faces. Like, there's not just one reoccurring face. Right. Which makes me believe that, you know... It's going to just be more like, here's some on-the-ground stuff. Yeah, here's some random people, you know, freaking out and stuff like that. And it's just following... The main character is whoever Godzilla's antagonizing. I think it was Shin Godzilla was the... In 2016. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if I can mm-hmm. see a picture of him. Yeah, 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 yeah that's him. Mm-hmm. With, like, the red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, this is the one where he de-hinges his... Jaw. And he is humongous. Yeah. Humongous. But so, yeah, I mean, it looks, it sounds like humongous they've done, it sounds like Toho's done quite a bit of Godzilla anime uh, in the last, you know, seven years or so. But as far as like full theatrical release Godzilla film, this is the first one since 2016. His arms are so small in that. I know. And this Godzilla looks much more like the Godzilla from the American yeah. MonsterVerse movies. Um, I don't think that Godzilla looks that's a bad, bad design. No, huh? I think, it's a, I think it's a decent design. Looking more just like the lizard. Yeah, I mean that's what Godzilla is. It's just a big lizard. But, uh, but no, I, this the action and it looked really good too. 
it had like I think it threads the needle of like being intense without being over the top. Yeah, I mean, but like it seemed re- like Godzilla coming up and you know coming out of the water and breaking on or bracing onto the ship, and the ship's just like we gotta fucking yeah, shoot fire it. Fire I mean, that yeah. thing, yeah. And so, um, yeah, and I mean, like you said, his tails—he's just doing a tail whip and knocking yeah. down skyscrapers. And again, it's not like—it's not like he's controlling it, doing that. He's turning, turning, and he can't he's so help. large. Yeah, yeah, he's just such a big fucking dude. They did tease at the end, like he has atomic breath, but yeah. they don't show it. Yeah, nah, but, but like, his charge up instead of like just his scales up his back, they shoot blowing. out of his. They like extend out, and then right before he shoots, they, they shoot. sink in. Yeah, where it's almost like maybe pain. Because, I mean, he does start to cry out. You see his chest puff. Uh And, yeah, I'm like, oh, man, I wonder. What if it's like when you try to push for a fart, right? Yeah. All that build up and (laughs) it's just your back popping. (laughs) Yeah. You ever farted so hard your back cracked? Oh, yeah. Often. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember. Especially those old plastic chairs at school, dude. I've gotten so built up with just gas, methane gas. Right. Like, I'll be laying in bed and, like, I'll pull up my kneecaps to fart and like as I'm pulling up my kneecaps that causes me to fart <laughs> just bursting like at the that. seams you're laying in bed pulling up your kneecaps to fart and in the middle of that doing that yourself a show oh. <laughs> oh pardon me <laughs> yes it worked pardon uh, Morgan held a fart one time through the great Gatsby it's a long movie yeah and it was a packed house so she was like holding it in and then it's that thing where you hold it so long that you lose it mm-hmm but then her stomach was just like it hurt. She's just so full of gas. So my sister and I told her, like, you're gonna have to go home. Put your knees to your chest, lay on your bed, mm-hmm. face down, and just tuck up. It's gonna all come out. That's how we do with infants, you know? Tuck mm-hmm. the knees up. And she said she did. She got in her bedroom and just tucked up and then just Pardon. And then it's that, oh my God. <laughs> oh great heavens. I thought I was gonna die. Uh, but no, speaking of Godzilla, speaking of monster farts, uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, uh, I, it just looked pretty good. Like, for me, to put it in perspective, Monarch mm-hmm. is the drama, is Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. Right, and this new Godzilla that's coming out, minus one, mm-hmm. is Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is still dramatic. Sure, but the stakes were higher. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the stakes are the same in this, but it's not... Like, I feel like, which I guess I kind of want to happen. I want Minus One to follow Godzilla. I want Monarch to follow the people, the people? but yeah. make it a good fucking story. Yeah, which it looks like that's it what look, they're going for. It looks for. real fucking good. Um, and I, I'm really in love with the fact that they're using both uh, Kurt and Wyatt Russell to play the same character at different times in his yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and I, was, I saw a quick interview on like TikTok or something with them where they were talking about that, and that that was something that drew them to the project was they'd been asked to play father and son in movies before, but for them as actors, it felt like a really neat creative prompt essentially to, you have to play the same person mm-hmm. at different stages in their life. How about you put that thing on mute, my man? Um, you know, where you got to play like different stages of life and it's like, okay, so Kurt might have different things that he learned about the character because the character's older, mm-hmm. you know, and the things that's happened to Wyatt Russell's character haven't happened to white Russell character yet, you know? And so that's that interesting thing of you kind of get to play him two different ways, but yeah. there's things that have to be the same about him because be that's just who he is, you know? Um, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it is just bizarre how much he looks like his dad. It's always so weird to see Kurt Russell without a beard. Yeah. Like it just doesn't look right. Yeah. He's, um, he's a cool dude. Uh, and like 
I do. I think about like we could get Wyatt Russell to play Snake Bliskin. Like just give us a fucking escape to New York or yeah. escape from New York sequel. Like we got Escape from LA as a sequel. What's another what's another city? Escape from Chicago? Like what's another Escape, escape from, from Cleveland. Miami. <laughs> Everyone's trying to escape Cleveland, dude. Yeah, everybody's trying to escape Ohio in general. Just get out now while you can. <laughs> I don't know. But no, I think that'd be interesting. Give us a fucking Snake Plissken movie with Wyatt Russell. But then Wyatt, poor Wyatt Russell just gets to play his dad repeatedly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just let him bring back all of his dad's characters. All right. Now in this one, <laughs> we're going to do, I think this would be the second remake of Overboard. <laughs> Except this time, you're going to play your dad. He's like, all right. No. Um, I think Monarch looks good, but I agree. I think Toho's uh, minus one. That looks fucking good. Yeah, I think that looks a little better. Yeah, I'm going to go see that one. Um, fucking Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Cut that shit out right now. Yes. First of all, Planet of the Apes is one of my favorite trilogies. Good. It's a solid action movie trilogy of like, it's got some body to it, you mm-hmm. know? It's got something to chew on other yeah. than just watching you know a bunch of chimps fuck shit up mm-hmm. um and then you know to see the evolution of caesar and i was kind of not like nervous but when they said they were making a fourth one i was like oh okay because caesar does pass away mm-hmm. he dies at the end of the third one and it felt very much like caesar's story yeah. you know was what those movies had been based around but i i i wonder if caesar will come up I mean, I figure he would have to be like a historical figure for them. I almost kind of think he's like a uh, Martin Luther King because he's a freedom fighter. Yeah, he's he, yeah. I mean, he kind of, especially in in the first one. I mean, his whole thing originally was I'm just trying to get home, yeah. and then it turned into we don't deserve to be treated this way, yeah. um, and that we just want to be us off yeah. on our own yep. and happy, you know. And then I mean, it's kind of like a <laughs> not to draw back to comics again, but it's kind of like a. Um, uh uh-huh. Magneto and Professor X thing mm-hmm. with Koba where yeah. like Magneto and Professor X are supposed to be Malcolm X and um, Martin, Luther Martin Luther King where it's the same same goal mm-hmm. they just have two very different approaches and Koba was he's still More agreed. radicalized yeah he just wanted to kill the humans he was angry at them um but i thought they did a good job in the first movie of like justifying Koba's anger at humans of like he was a his whole life he was a test he's subject abused, yeah and so his experience with humans was vastly different from Caesar. Caesar's. You know, Caesar was loved by a human. Well, it was James Franco, though. Right. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. Yeah. you know, <sighs> you know, of all the humans to be loved by, oof, I didn't realize Caesar was a college girl. <laughs> Allegedly. Ah, uh, no, actually, he came out and was like, yeah, he's, he's owned it and apologized for it. So I think it's free to say that James Franco used his position as a college professor to seduce students. And that's slimy. Yeah. Nasty. And Seth Rogen isn't his friend anymore because of it. Mm-mm. Which is a real uh, real shame on James Franco's part. That like look Because what, they were know. a funny duo. Yeah, and they were like good friends. And yeah, you cost yourself friendships by being a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. So, hope you learned a lesson, fuckstick. But, uh, yeah. Fucking, I want to talk about FNAF. All right, well, so hold on. We didn't even really talk about the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer. We can see fucking apes hunting humans. Yeah. Humans backtracking to being more yeah. uh, we're, caveman-esque. We are, we're, it looks like we're at the point where the original Planet of the Apes, ha- like, it takes place. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, in the original Charlton Heston, 
he get he crash lands on what he doesn't know is Earth, mm-hmm. and gets hunted down by these apes on horseback and taken into captivity. And it looks like that's what's happening. Is you know chasing down on horseback humans. Which and I wouldn't be upset if that's what they decided to do because then it does feel a bit like that's full circle. Yeah, I think that would be you really know, neat. Was was this whole series a prequel? Right. Well, yeah, and I think that's the whole thing. Is like I I would really like because in the first one, uh, what is it like Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Um, you hear on the news in the the ape um, sanctuary place mm-hmm. that like it was originally on the news that like the mission to Mars has launched. And then it was in the news that like we've lost contact. And so that was supposed to be the reference of like the astronauts disappearing. Okay. So I think it'd be really cool if like at the end of this movie, just as a weird is you see it crash landing. That'd be cool. And then it's like, you don't have to do anything else with it or you leave yourself open to making the modern version of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remake it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was like, that'd be pretty interesting to see the, that, like you said, come full circle of, mm-hmm. there you go, that's when Planet of the Apes starts. Mm-hmm. And you could do Planet of the Apes just without the pre, you know, I guess if it's not a subtitle, it's like the pre-title, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where they've all been War for, Rise of, Dawn of, and this one's Kingdom of, and then the next one's just the Planet of the Apes. That'd be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But we got to see a bunch of like different regions of apes. Yeah. Living on a certain you know, regions of land, and one of them was on a beach. Yeah, it was on a beach with like a... a a shipwreck, you know, a, a beached. Well, crew, they straight um, up made barriers on the. Yeah, they the had ocean. a wall. Yeah, they had a wall. So I mean, they're constructing shit, and then mm-hmm. you hear this game yeah. come out. What a wearing wonderful a crown. day! Yeah, wearing a crown. Yeah, what a wonderful day! I was like, oh my god! And like that grandiose, mm-hmm. you know, he's a king addressing yeah. his subjects, you know. Um, that gave me chills. Yeah, I, I mean, I think about watching Rise of the Planet of the Apes uh, in theaters. The sound design in the scene when he speaks for the first time, incredible. Because they let you sit in the silence. You know, because he does. He raises up and catches his hand and yells, no. And then it just gets silence. so quiet. And you're like, oh, my God. And then all the apes start, you know, rattling the cages and hooting and hollering. I'm curious what happened to, is it Maurice? Yeah. So, the orangutan? Yeah. So, because this looks like it's much later after. So, yeah, they're all dead. dead. But they do have a new orangutan to kind of fill that spot. Yeah. Doesn't look as cool, though. But. No, but I did. I thought that that orangutan looked a bit more humanoid. It did. It wasn't as. Uh, what's the orangutan? Like the flat face. Yeah. You know, the, um, and I would be interested to see us start to move that way as, as the apes continue to walk upright and speak, it would change the shape of their. Yeah. face and it would change the shape of their hips and their backs as they walk upright um you know that that would lead you towards a more humanoid figure yeah by the end of it they're smarter than us but they look like neanderthals right, right? you know yeah. yeah where it's that walking upright but they still have some of those you know the ape features mm-hmm. um yeah i mean you figure that's again that's where planet of the apes sits is because it was a dudes in suits but also those masks were like super good for the time yeah. The makeup was crazy. Oh, my God, yeah. For, like, 1961. It was really fucking good. Yeah. Um, I love the Planet of the Apes movies. No, they're always good. I never had any beef with them. Uh, I, I, I remember it, seeing the first one in theaters with a kid I right, was yeah. friends with at the time, and yeah. I remember it scaring the piss out of me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, this is too real. Yeah. Like, this feels... Yeah, they've ju- yeah they justified it. Yeah, too much. Um, Same and, with... <laughs> Go ahead. And, and, oh, I was going to say, in the original um, Planet of the Apes movies, they kind of work their way backwards where it becomes like a paradox of sorts where one of the sequels, so like I'm talking about the sixties mm. ones, one of the sequels ends with the planet's going to explode because the apes, there's like a, 
religion of apes that are worshiping a nuke mm-hmm. that they found, and the nuke's going to go off, and it's like, oh, we got to get out of here. And this mother and father, I think, put their baby, just their baby, maybe, or maybe it's all three of them. The family gets in this, like, in the rocket ship, and they fly away, and they end up reversing the process and landing in, like, it's a future to us, but modern day Earth. Mm-hmm. And the apes aren't smart yet. And so they're like, oh, these guys. And they end up experimenting on them, and they end up turning into the apes that get smart and overthrow okay. everything. And so, like I say, it's that paradox thing of like self fulfilling. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think it would go that way, but. No. I do like the, because we've already got the genesis of yeah. it, you know. Um, but I don't know. I, all that to say. Can, yeah, now they can get weird with it. Yeah. Because right, you're really getting far enough out that you're like, I mean. I want to see a 1920s Detective Noir <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. I did like how overgrown the cities are. Of like. How rusty it, everything is. Well, and like. Man-made stuff. You know, the only thing that tells you they're skyscrapers is the shape. Yeah. Because they're fully overgrown with just vegetation. Mm-hmm. Um, or they almost look like just rectangular Nature mountains. will prevail. Yeah, exactly. Like it always does. Yep. It was here before us, and it'll be here after us. It's, it's an hour. You want to talk about FNAF? Yeah, let's fucking dive in. I feel like FNAF's going to be the shortest part of this. I do, too. I don't have much to talk about. Neither do I. Um, so, yeah, we saw it. Yep. What's it, uh, what's it about, my man? So, uh, there was a game that came out in 2003. 12? Was it 13? 2013, yeah. Called Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of lore to it that I will not be getting into yeah. because I just don't can't. know it. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's but, books. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently this borrowed a lot from the books from what I've been reading. Because um, what? There's Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's 2, two three, 3, 4. Sisters loca- Sister, Sister Location. Location. I think there's a sequel to Sister Location. And then now there's. I know that they just there's made like the one. Three where, VR ones. Yeah. I played the VR ones. They're pretty fun. Played all three of them? Not all three of them. Because there's what Help Wanted. It's the one where you're in the vents. You are in the vents and like you're the maintenance man and you yeah, can't right. move, but like you're lifting stuff up. And... Right. Um, and I mean, there's all, there's like Five Nights at Freddy's World where it's like a um, like 16-bit. There's all kinds of fucking Five Nights at Freddy's games, dude. Yeah. You can get like the Five Nights at Freddy's mod for like GTA Five. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, go to Vanilla Unicorn yeah. and really just see Bonnie and Chica throwing it down. Yeah. No, but, um, yeah, so it's about this gentleman named Mike, Mm -hmm. and he is taking care of his sister, um, named Abby, Abby, and it is just them, no parents, Mm -hmm. Yeah, parents are dead, Yeah, Uh, they're orphans. Yeah, did, did dad commit suicide? It sounded like dad just left. Yeah. Mom died. Yeah, because yeah, I think he left it vague because he said dad couldn't. Mom died and dad couldn't deal with it. Yeah, dad couldn't handle it, so he yeah. bounced, skipped down. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to fight with his aunt to kind of keep custody of his yeah. sister because she's a real piece of work. Yeah, it sounds like the aunt just wants the check, paycheck, the social security check. And so he's trying to find jobs, but he's kind of having Mike's like, not well adjusted. Mm-mm. And he uh, there's some like deep trauma that. He had gone through, and that affects him very heavily, and which is kind of why he can't keep a job. Yeah. Um, Then takes this job as a security officer working at Freddy Fazbear's, which is just an old 20-year-old abandoned building for something that used to be around in the 80s. Yep. And And yeah, your only job is to just keep people out, you know? 
Keep the doors locked and that's it. You know, keep things tidy. Shift. Yeah. That's two things. Yeah. He's like, the only job you got is these two things. He's like, that's two things. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And then things get hairy. Yeah. And things are not as they seem. Uh, yeah. So we'll be lickety splitty. Yeah. Oh, I did want to mention, uh, I'm not, I don't have full numbers pulled up. I know that it did very well, very well monetarily. So it's got a $20 million budget. And it's past two hundred million dollars in the states. It'll make worldwide. a second one. It's getting a franchise for yep. sure. Um, a lot of people aren't hating on that though. They think no. it'd be good as a franchise, and a lot of people want Markiplier to come with us. Oh yeah, I've seen. It's got a pretty mixed bag of like, if you're a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's, you probably really enjoyed it to an extent. But like, uh, then on the flip of that, also. I I so I, I kind of just want to rate the thing. Yeah, do it. So let's rate the thing. How do we rate stuff? You can be overwhelmed, which means your expectations were met or they're or they're surpassed. Yeah. Uh, you can be underwhelmed, which means you thought it was a big fat stinker was not good. Yeah. Or you can meet right in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. whelmed. You want to rate the thing one two three? Is that how you want to do it? You want to do a one two three? Yeah. You got, you got your you got your number on there. Yeah. All right. One two three. Underwhelmed. underwhelmed. Yeah, I was underwhelmed. Uh, I yeah. hate to say it. Yeah, like it was a good. Movie. It was a fine movie. Yeah, um, there's a lot, and I mean a lot of plot holes. Yeah, and his aunt just died, and nothing and just came nothing of happened. it. In their house. Yeah, and the explanation is she fell asleep. Well, but the explanation, like in world, is an animatronic possessed by the spirit of a dead child killed her. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna tell the cops, man? Yeah, you know. Though I guess the only, but even Vanessa, who's in the force and could maybe help them, is in a coma at the end of the film. So she can't yeah. even help them. Um, so, I mean, they literally just had to ditch the body somewhere. Yeah, right. And hope that everything's fine. And, like, did she get bit in half? Or did he just club her? I think he clubbed her. Because yeah. Abby walks right past her. Yeah. And that's when the, the like, ghost <laughs> spirit of Freddie was like, aunt, yeah. Karen or whatever, she fell, fell asleep. asleep. And Abby was just like, okay. Alrighty. I think, so the, the biggest problem I have with the movie is, there's two things. Uh, and it's the problem I have with the game, too. It's not scary. Mm-mm. Um, like, it's a horror movie, and it's not a horror it's movie. It's not scary. Um, I think it's not it, even thrilling. No. I think it's hamstrung by its lore. Mm-hmm. In the same way that I think the video games are, where, like, most of the video game lore is super cryptic and like you could play the games and not fully know what the hell's going on. Um, and then, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. And there's all this lore. That, oh my God. That's like, it does a thing in this that really irritated me because I always think about it in the case of you're not just making this for the people that play the movies or play the games. You also want it to appeal to a general audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, it, the reveal that uh, William Afton is the bad guy of the movie is played in a, f- in a way that like, if I don't know what that means, it means nothing. Yeah. And they don't tell you what that means in the movie. I think the biggest significance that they made it in the movie, which I'm not sure if it's part of the lore, I assume it, it is. It is, yeah, is that Vanessa's his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the, oh. But the initial thing, like the way she says, like, his name is William Afton was very much meant to be like a, you know, but like, if you don't know who the fuck that, if you're just going to see it because the movie, like the trailers caught your attention, that doesn't mean dick to you. Mm -mm. 
Um, and so, I mean, I guess it's a fan service thing to an extent, which is fine, but there needs to be a balance. Um, and also I thought it was pretty disappointing that like, and again, it's because of, it's the same story in the games. William Afton doesn't exist except in like weird little cutscenes that, you know, like he was purple guy for a while and then you're like, yeah. Oh no, that's William Afton and all that. And then he gets killed by the spring lock and now mm-hmm. he is spring trap. You yeah. Know? And I mean, it is, it's just, it's dense lore. And like, I think it's a love it or hate it thing yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I love all the lore and you hate it. And I think we're both in the boat of like, I fucking I hate, hate it, it because yeah. like, it's it feels much... like homework. Yeah. Um, like, holy shit, I'm trying to do escapism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, and I mean, but then again, I mean, I, I can't shit on it because there's games that I'm hard into the lore of, uh, you know, where I like, I play the mass effect games and it's got a pretty dense, like fleshed out world. Um, and so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, different strokes for different folks, Yeah. you know, and I think I'm different folks. Um, but I just think if you take it at face value, just as a movie, Sorry. it's just, it's fine. fine. It's fine to bad. Matt Pat was in there. Yep. But that's just a theory. Do you get paid by the hour to talk? Yeah, like... And he just leaves. You get, no, do you get paid by the word? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right. I'm fine, man. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. I did... I think the star of the show was her lawyer. Oh, my God. I just Doug. realized that I shouldn't be here for any of this. I loved when he they were in there talking to the, the school counselor or whatever she was, the principal, maybe, mm-hmm. or the doctor. <laughs> the entire time. And he's, he's just, just... Dead panning. Looks almost comatose, yeah. just... Mouth hung open, staring into the middle distance. Just, Tyler, are you uh Doug? Cut? Yeah. yeah, Doug, you all right, man? And he, huh? huh? <laughs> and he digs out the paper he's yeah. supposed to hand him. Yeah, just, feels very rehearsed. And he's just there, and then just kind of goes back into staring off because he knows what's going on. He knows yeah. what he's shocked, and he can't yeah. get out of being her lawyer. And she's just bullying him around. But I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. No, that's it. Um. I'll probably go see the second one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I, I would like it to succeed because it's it was made for twenty million bucks. Um, it's made by you know Jason Bloom Bloomhouse. I will say the production behind it was very well done. Yeah, I mean, well all done. the animatronics were Practical. were made. Yeah, now honestly, I'm sure they played some via uh, like some CGI, probably in cup the cupcake. Yeah, enhanced the some of the things, but um, you know, so I think there's probably two of each animatronic where there's the animatronic itself and then a suit. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure that the moving around, it's not animatronic. It's the suit. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty cool. Cause it looks like the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, it helps that, um, Oh God, what's his name? It's not Sean Cawthon. Cawthon. Is it Cawthorn? The fucking creator of the game. I couldn't tell you. His last name's either Cawthorn or Cawthon, mm-hmm. but I think it's Sean. I don't know. Sure sounds I'm right sure I could Google it. Got a fucking phone right here. Who? Hold on. Hey, Siri. Who invented Five Nights at Freddy's? Uh-huh. Scott Cawthon. Scotty. Old Scott Dog. <laughs> you know, Scott Dog? Scott Weiler. <laughs> He's a Scotty Dog. <laughs> Scott Weiler. Oh. Uh. That's, it. That's yeah. I don't have anything to talk about it. Sorry. It was it was Sorry. Eh. it was it was. Eh. I saw it once before, mm-hmm. and like the first five minutes, I called it and I was like, I think that guy's the killer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the thing of like, like I told you, a bunch of people when the trailer came out were like, Matthew Lillard is playing 
William Afton. Like, yeah, he's and, the bad guy. And, yeah, and so it's like... I remember I thought I saw something where Matthew Willard posted mm-hmm. his name tag, like his nameplate yeah. on his desk in the, the movie on, like, social media. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, so you're the bad guy. Well, but his nameplate wasn't William Afton. On the... On the desk? Yeah. Yeah, it was. No, he had a fake name. Yeah, it was a different name. What was his name on that? I don't remember, but it wasn't William Afton, because I looked. I was like, oh, is it, did they just tell you right up front? But now he's... And so I like yeah. that he works at... I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's not a terrible plot. It's like he works at a job counseling service, and then just finds dudes that are down on their luck, and sends them to be the security guard at this place so he can go in and kill them. Mm-hmm. I guess like... I don't dislike. I like Matthew Lillard. Oh yeah, he just I like wasn't him. in the movie. I will say his him having Suit. his own fucking boss music when he comes out. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, because Matthew Lillard's a, a tall, tall motherfucker. And then the suit, the spring trap suit, they, is tall because he's got heels on in that. Yeah, and so like he comes in there. Yeah, Matthew Lillard's already like six five. He has to be crouched down just to get, get through, through the, the door. doorway, which yeah. makes it so much more. And scary. also, apparently, Josh Hutcherson's only like five six. Oh yeah, he's a small guy. Yeah, he's a short guy, and so that's even more like. Uh. Yeah, but like that, yeah, that scene where Matthew like stands up straight, and you know they make it sound like it's all the yeah. robotic yeah. movement, but like almost like his bones cracking. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was intimidating. That was cool, and I I do like his costume, like what yeah. he did with the eyes and stuff like that. Yeah, that that was scary. I wanted more creepy than anything. Yeah, yeah, I wanted more blood of like the animatronics being bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, in this one, they did feel glorified in the sense of like it. We can't fault them for what they've done. Yeah, they felt excused, and it's like. But then, I mean, at the end, they did go well. Well, towards the end, it was like actually these kids are nuts and want Abby. Yeah, but then they did kind of go. Though I guess it was like a weird middle thing of like enemy of my enemy, where like they convinced the kids to attack. Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. But then, like, at the end, after all of that happens, yeah, you know, after Abby's they try like, to shove Abby into a suit into and kill her. Into a trap, yeah. She's like, can I go back and visit my them? friends? And he doesn't give her an out right now. He's, he's like, like, well, you never know you what never happens. happens. Because they're trying to leave it open for a sequel. And I did look up. So, in the first game, you play as Mike Schmidt. Schmidt is his last name. Well, yeah, and he kind of starts to say it, but he does he Which never... I said, I even yeah, said, said last, Schmidt. Yeah, I was like, Schmidt. Sounds like he's Schmidt. But Schmidt. apparently, Mike Schmidt in the games, this is the only lore I'm going to get into. I was correct. Mike Schmidt does it turn out to be Michael Afton, and he was adopted. Mm. So he is a son of William Afton. Um, but I don't know if they're going to go that route. Mm-mm. But I guess that ends up meaning that, like, well, I guess it's not that crazy. William Afton, if I was reading the, because the, I was trying to read the lore last night, and I glazed over and was like, yeah. fuck, I got to get out of this. I'm getting too lost in the weeds. Um, I think he's got, like, four kids. Vanessa, Mike... Maybe another one, and then his youngest son that is the kid you play as in Five Nights at Freddy's 4. What? Where you're playing as a kid at that in his house. Oh, yeah. And it's like the nightmare version. Yeah, and, and he's the bite of 83. I think he gets his head bit. By... Is that the bite of 87? Yeah, yeah, Markiplier. Was that the bite of 87? But, I don't know. I Yeah, I just think it's, uh, just like I said, taking it on its own as just a movie. As opposed to, you know, being a video game adaptation, I don't think it was successful as a film. Um, at, at being a horror movie, right. mm. yeah, it was just a 
okay movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, that's all I got about it, man. Yeah. What uh, what you been thinking about? I think what you meant to say is welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. So this week, I actually have been doing a little bit of a deep dive. I've been looking up at the past couple of days. We're going to yeah. be talking about the Akamanto. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And the Akamanto is a Japanese cryptid. Uh-huh. Um, and the Akamanto is translated into red coat or like a red vest. Okay. Uh, so the origin behind this, um, Akamanto is fairly... It's fairly old as far uh, as urban legends go. It's recorded as one of the most popular schoolyard rumor as okay. early as the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and its popular the, its popularity hasn't faded um, even as the new legends come into existence. Yeah. So this is kind of a... We'll dive right in. Yeah. So the appearance... Um, the phenomenon is you know, well-known all over Japan with countless variations of the same theme. It usually takes place in a specific stall. So it, this is a, a spirit in the bathroom. In the bathroom? Yeah. And so I guess I'll start off with that before I go into anything else of, like, what goes on. Um, plenty of variations of this legend exist with two minor differences. The true identity of an Akamanto is Can one Can I of, see the picture? Is there? Do you have a picture of it? I... Th- oh, my God, Chris, we've got to play it. So do you remember us playing the game where you work at the convenience store? Or no, work at the coffee shop? Yeah. That developer made a game about the Akamanto. Oh, we'll have to play it then. And it's scary. I only played it for like 20 minutes and then I had to fucking quit. Okay. All right, let's see here. So um, sometimes uh, the Akamanto is said to be a person hiding in an adjacent stall, mm-hmm. uh, a serial killer in most stories. Other times, it is a ghost who appears as a tall man with a sickly bluish-white face. Uh, in some places, it is even blamed on a hairy yokai called the uh, Kanad, mm-hmm. uh, who lives in the toilet and likes to stroke people's rear, end, rear ends with his hands. Oh. Um, in the end result, it is markedly less violent, and it's right. a hairy arm of the chosen. A hairy arm of the chosen color rises out of the toilet to stroke the students behind. Uh, but for it's just a creepy janitor at the school is all it is. That's the canad. That's not uh, right. No, I know. But for the Agamanto, um, it looks like it will appear in the restrooms uh, of either schools or any public restrooms, um, and it will enter, and it will. You'll hear a strange voice asking, "Do you want red paper or blue paper?" And if the students answer, and my only thing is like, this can't be from the Matrix because this is dated back right, to the yeah, 30s. The well, right, so maybe the Matrix. Matrix has taken yeah. this from it. Yeah. Um, if the student or participant answers red paper, a moment later, um, the victim is stabbed in the back, and their back is cut. The skin of their back is cut off to look like a red cape when it flops over. Yeah. Um. And then if they say blue paper, where was it? They get yeah. Instead of, in, in some cases, instead of getting your back skin cut off, you say blue paper, you get strangled until your face turns blue. I was going to say. Yeah, here it is. Your skin gets flayed out in the back, so it hangs off your back like a cape. In other versions, instead of being killed, the student's skin will 
change permanently to whatever color he chooses. Um, sometimes those who survive tell the stories to others and fall terribly ill and die shortly after. And sometimes the consequences are worse than death, as being dragged into the netherworld never to be seen again. Fuck yeah. The questions have many variations as well as including red vest or blue vest, red hand or blue hand, red tongue, blue tongue. Sometimes the colors are red or white instead of blue. Uh, when the choices are red or white paper, red often results in a red tongue rising up out of the toilet to lick the student's rear end. Oh. While the white results... Do I got to sign up for this? Say, yeah. <laughs> red paper, red paper, red paper. <laughs> this is a cruel ploy or what? <laughs> um, <man. laughs> Let's hear about white end. Hold on now. Shit, I ain't scared of ghosts no more. <laughs> While the white results in a white hand rising up to stroke the student's rear. I'm picking both. I'm picking, yeah. I want a pink hand. Less common choices are red paper on purple paper. Choosing purple allows the students to escape unharmed while choosing the red paper causes the students to be pulled down through the toilet into the plumbing. Fuck. Red paper results in the, in the student getting pegged. <laughs> but... No, so I thought the the Akamanto, what a goofy, yeah. such a goofy thing to like get scared of. Yeah. But a very real thing to get scared. Like it is a thing like yeah, a stranger in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, it's a. Yeah. If I was a, in a position, someone, if someone's talking to me in the bathroom now, and I can look at him, and it's just a Joe, I'm yeah. already raising an eyebrow, going, "What's your fucking deal?" Walk man? away from me. Yeah. So my like, dick yeah. is in my hand. Why are you talking to me? For someone to come in and be like red paper and blue paper and they're just like sickly hovering over you flying yeah, in like you're a red cloak yeah face covered and yeah. you're just uh, and you're taking a mad shit blue right blue I guess yeah, and, and then, then just lick your ass no they start strangling you oh yeah white yeah white paper they yeah. touch your ass red paper they lick your ass they'll in some very it, so, yeah, it's a gamble it's a roll of the die it's a gamble but either also, your ass gets licked or you get fucking your back skin or you, you get be, the fucking blood eagle <laughs> you, become, just, you have a cape yeah. a built in cape Sounds like a win. I'll, I'll take those odds, you know. But fifty-fifty, that's better than most casino games, dude. <laughs> like, I got a better chance of winning, getting my ass licked, than winning a million dollars yeah. at the casino. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I like those odds. Yeah, <laughs> take that, <laughs> take that deal. Take that deal. Damn good deal. Yeah. But uh, what have you been thinking about? I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, oh, I started playing Alawake too. Yeah, I was watching you for a bit. Yeah, it's getting pretty. Pretty interesting. Um, I think we should do an episode because I want you to talk about it. Uh-huh. I want us to talk about it, uh-huh. and I want to either watch you play or watch a playthrough or play myself. Yeah, because it is very interesting, and I want to yeah. know more. But if we more. wait on you to play it, we won't get to it. Yeah, so we're gonna have to. Like I said, there's very options. I watch yeah. it, watch yeah. you play, or play it. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do that. Because um, yeah, I mean, there's a, that's another one that's got a lot of lore to it, but it's not. It's mostly baked in. It was confusing the fuck out of me when yeah. you were playing it and like telling me what was going on. Yeah. Like it frustrated me because I did I couldn't couldn't grasp. It. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah, it, it's a hard one. Um, but like I said, the nice thing about it is that it's baked in. It's not like a, oh well, I only know that because I read the Alan Wake. Well, no, as it went you know what I mean? as it went on, it started to make more sense. Yeah. I'm sure, especially since you played the first one, yeah. you're going into this kind of knowing what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I do like what they've done with it. Of the first game, I had some like spooky aspects and some moments where you'd get stressed or scared or whatever. Um, but in, in general, I wouldn't call the first game a horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more like action-y. Uh, and this game is like, we're going to do an over-the-shoulder survival horror game. Yeah, And like you were watching, playing Alan in the dark the dark place, it's spooky. Yeah. Um, 
even playing a Saga Anderson, um, I like hers because it's more, she is an FBI, she's a detective. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is some cool, like, detective aspects where as you discover things, you can go into her, um, she calls it her mind place, but it's like, it's a method of investigative um, deduction called the mind palace method. Okay. Where, like, you picture a place in your head of, like, that's where I go when I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, her just closing her eyes and picturing her board with all of her facts and files and stuff. And it's that thing of, like, it's in there somewhere because you've looked at it a million times. Sure. So then the more you practice closing your eyes and seeing the thing, the better you are at being able to do it. And the way they just show that in the game is at the touch of a button, again, with the fucking power of the modern consoles, because this came out, I think, on all three, um, PS5, Xbox, and PC. Um, the, apparently, the Xbox version is not very good as far as, like, it, it needs some work. Um, it's not the game. <laughs> it's the it's console. Not, it's on tech. No. Um, <clears throat> just using the power of modern, like, processing, you can just have the push of a button environment changes you're in uh you know the mind place and you're able to look at the board and like you've got these pictures and you're putting them up on the board to try and figure out Mm -hmm. and so you feel like you're doing the detective work as saga and then alan's whole thing is him trying to write a story to get out and he has to write a story that makes sense and is justified good you know he can't just write and then alan escaped Mm -hmm. because the the world wouldn't buy it right so he has to make a story that the world almost seems to want to follow Mm -hmm. you know and so his whole thing is like you can come upon a a scene is what they call it and it's like the collapsed tunnel when you're in the subway and you pick up plot points and so his version of the mind place is he goes to the writer's room and he's got the writing board and he goes, okay, in the collapsed tunnel, what if we look, we ran into the murder cult? And so he puts the murder cult up there. And when you go back out to the world, you see like him tick clapping on the, the typewriter. And then in front of you, the world changes to reflect what it would look like in that circumstance. And you can switch that out with like the, the what about this plot point? Things like that. And so the world on the fly changes in front of you. Um, and it's pretty impressive yeah, to do. I mean, it is just... Yeah, and I like the choices there of, like, it does change the world a bit. Um, I would like to see as it goes on how impactful it is because I've just – I'm not very far into the game. Mm -hmm. And so I've just started playing with that mechanic. Um, So I would like to see, like, how much of an impact does that make? Uh, You know, I don't think I'm rewriting the story of the game. Sure. Um, But, you know, and like I was telling you, the thing that I haven't come up on yet is – you can go back and forth between Saga and Alan's stories on the fly, apparently. But I'm still in, like, the introductory, like, tutorial-style missions for Alan of, like, hey, this is how Alan's stuff works. Mm-hmm. And so I think once I get out of that is when I'll be able to switch on the fly. Um, and, like, he was the guy that made like the GTA? game. Like GTA? Yeah. Sam Lake is the guy that made the game, or, like, directed the game. And he was talking about it in the way that, like, you could just completely play straight through Saga's stuff and then go and play straight through Alan's. And you it could, won't. And, yeah, you could flop back and forth between the two. You could play this for seven hours and then play this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you've got that freedom, um, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does make me wonder, like, where it's going to go because without getting into too many details, Alan is... Dead. No. Oh. Interacting with Saga. And so I wonder... No, 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 not interacting with a wink. He's just, I'm trying to be vague because it's uh, not been out long. Um, 
But yeah, just he's in the dark place. Saga's in the real world. I think that's the hard part with Alan Wake is you start to get in that place of like maybe Saga's stuff isn't even real. Maybe Saga is a character that Alan's writing. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense too because we started following whatever the detective's name was in Alex um, Casey. Yeah, and Alex Casey is his character from his books that he was famous for that he I think killed off in 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 world. You know that was his thing and. Then he hasn't written a book since because he just can't come up. He's with got anything. writer's block. Yeah, it, which is the plot. The plot of the first game is he's got writer's block. So they came to this nice lake town to help him relax, and maybe he could come up with something. And now he's writing for his life. But no, it's been really fun, um, good and spooky. It's got that resource management that I like in a survival horror game, where yeah. you're like, I can't waste these bullets. I gotta be clever here. Um, you know that some of the horror comes from. I, I can't do I anything. I can't survive yeah. this if I if I like, get I have to run. I've got to try and get through this. Man, yeah. I can't fight back. Yeah. So it is a big thing of like knowing that you can fight. You know, kind of like the if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, like you can fight it, but at what cost? Because mm-hmm. then, like, what if I come up against a spot where I have no choice but to fight? And because I was being all willy nilly, bang bang with yeah. my pistol, I don't have the funds for this, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got seven bullets, <laughs> and this boy's gonna take nine to put down. Yeah. You know, and there's no melee in the game, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, within reason. I think you can push people back. But can you not. pistol whip? Yeah. I'm, there is some wiggle room. <laughs> it is It is satisfying in the first game. You can have flares, I think. Flares and uh, flashbangs. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is like breaking the shadow off of the people to make them weak. Sure. And like in the first game, you could do like a perfect dodge. It's similar to like Spider-Man. Where if you duck out of the way at the right time, it kind of slows down and gives you the opportunity to hit the button to pull out a flare. You just punch him in the kidney? No, and so it's kind of cool because you'll like dodge a swing and hit the flare and everybody like backs off real fast. And so it's like this nice, oh, I get a second to breathe, you know? And Saga has flares and I'm like, oh, I want to use a flare in a Saga and see how it goes. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's all I got. Anything else? No, that's it for me. All right. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode, obviously we want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review, uh, like and favorite and all that good stuff on uh, on your audio streaming service of choice. Make sure you're subscribing to us. That way you get uh, notified when we post our new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, you know, if you did see Five Nights at Freddy's and you're a fan of the games and the lore and all that, tell us what you thought. Uh, be Feel free to tell us that we just didn't get it because yeah. I'm oh, willing I know to I accept that. Yeah. Yeah. I know I don't get it. Um, that's why I tried to come at it from a standpoint of just as a movie, I didn't like it. It's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, let us know. How, how would they? How would they tell us that we're stupid? You can always uh, check us out on social media: our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube is Simply One Podcast. Uh, you can always take a look at our Twitter handle. Our, our Twitter, our Twitter handle is Whelmed underscore Simply. Yep. Or you can always shoot us an email at uh, Simply Mailbag at gmail That's right. Next week, I think we're gonna have some juggling we may have to space some stuff out or make some decisions um because invincible premiered so we may have to just wait for invincible to finish i would i to just talk about the series loki's wrapping up this week i'm I'm finishing up on that yeah i think this i think this week's the final episode is it i'd have to look into it i think i'm maybe two or three episodes behind i think I, i don't know how many they're doing actually now that i'm saying that i felt like i remember reading that this was the finale but I could be totally wrong. Either way, it's coming up on the 10th. Sure, yeah. Um, and then next week, like the thing that we definitely are going to talk about next week is the Marvels yep. uh, is coming out. 
on Friday. And so we'll see. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about like early viewings and things like that, the having to sign like NDAs and stuff, that there's some like pretty oh shit stuff towards mm. the end of the movie and implications with like multiversal stuff. So I wonder, a lot of people have been saying that maybe it's going to tie in like Deadpool or something like that of like, okay, I keep hearing, the, or maybe the TVA. I keep hearing Deadpool is going to be like, is making his appearance in the Marvel universe here soon. Yeah. Like I do keep hearing that. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, you know, whenever they get the writers or the actor strike figured out, which sounds like it's potentially in its end game here of um, the studios and SAG have been passing some deals back and forth. Um, but yeah, so who knows? Maybe we'll get to see, uh, see some, some new stuff coming up, but yeah. uh, until yeah. then, yeah. Uh, I think that's the end of it. So, Christian, goodbye. Bye.